Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Live on KEXP at Home. My name is Troy Nelson, and I am very excited because this artist has made an album that is definitely going to be in my top 10 of 2021 and many others. And I am talking about Curtis Harding. How are you doing today, Curtis? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for making, I mean, it's just consistent. You keep making such uh, amazing records and it keeps evolving. And I just uh, love this new album. So thank you so much for blessing us with all these sounds. Thank you guys. That's very kind. And uh, you have recorded an exclusive live performance for the KEXP world. And can you tell us a little bit about where you recorded this? Uh, we recorded it in L.A. Um, and we wanted to do something that was, uh, you know, it felt like it was live that everyone can perceive it. And also we wanted it to be aesthetically pleasing and to sound good as well. So um, all of my band lives in L.A. I'm based in Atlanta. So I'm always having to <laughs> take a plane to for rehearsals, <laughs> which is a luxury, it's, you know, but at the same time, um, it's very fun to be able to, you know, to go to the West Coast, which I consider to be a second home, too, as well. Mm -hmm. That's a long commute for band practice. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, like I said, I, I, I spent a lot of time in L.A. growing up. And um, it's, mm -hmm. it's a second home for me. So anytime I go, cool. I feel like I'm at home. So it's, it's like I'm going home. Awesome. Well, I know that the uh, KEXP world would love to uh, see this. So let's uh, see and listen to an exclusive live performance from Curtis Harding here on Live on KEXP at Home. Yeah. Be 
notion of change, the prosaic, the mind state is not impossible for our mission to succeed. You ask how we chosen, I'll say indeed. We studied and trained for a warrior mind frame. The counselors gathered, thicker than sober, slathered on bread. Cause it ain't over yet, but by the time it is, you cry to turn into cheers. No fears, just hold on tight, because the darkness will be over by the end of the fight. Without any fear, jealousy, all the things that cause casualties to your soul, let it go. Most of all, be hopeful. Can't see Just remain out there. Uh, I'm Curtis Harding. These are my guys, this band. Um, happy to be here and play some songs for you guys. That was called Hopeful, and this next one is called Can't Hide It.
so fine here Who would have known We're overrun here Flowers have grown It's beautiful Today Next song we're going to do is called uh, Explore. Hope y'all dig it.
Next song is uh, called I Won't Let You Down. And hopefully, I won't. <laughs> but maybe I will. Who knows?
much. We hope you guys enjoyed yourself. We'll see you at the next show. All right. And there it is. A live performance, exclusive live performance from Curtis Harding. And uh, thank you for taking the time to do that for, for all the world to see. Really appreciate that. And it's fun, I have a few. Yeah. And I, I have a few uh, questions for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you're a uh, sports person, but I know that you're an Atlanta person, mm-hmm. uh, what did uh, Atlanta winning the World Series mean to the city of Atlanta or to you in particular? Oh, well, it meant uh, that we broke a losing streak of almost getting there, getting to the end, and finally we were able to go all the way. So Atlanta has been celebrating, still celebrating. Um, <laughs> I was actually in L.A. when they won, so... I was at a fashion show, I was at a Gucci fashion show, and I didn't want to tell anybody that I was from Atlanta because I knew the Dodgers. <laughs> Dodger yeah. fans are serious, man. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you know, but it, it's great. It's great. It's great for it's great for Atlanta. Um, I think I think we needed a win, you know. Mm-hmm. It meant a lot to me because so uh, I grew up in the Midwest, in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But my parents are diehard Atlanta fans. Oh, like, wow. I mean, so every year, me yeah. growing up, we would travel to either Atlanta mm-hmm. or St. Louis or Chicago and watch like a three-game series. And, That's amazing. Uh, it, yeah, ever since I was a kid. So the, uh, that team means so much to, to my family. And so I have, yeah. the, you know, Jersey and... And when I hear that, when I heard that they were starting to do really well towards the end, and yeah. then all of a sudden there I am with the jersey on in front of the TV and <laughs> right. one of those people. But it was so cool uh, to watch, and I was very happy for Atlanta and that and uh, that city has been a part of my childhood as well. And it's such a uh, wonderful city, so I'm very happy for yeah, everybody well, there. Congratulations yeah. to you and to your family as well. <laughs> yeah, thank you. you know? <laughs> Totally. Long time coming, um, you know. <laughs> long time coming. <clears throat> uh, so in the beginnings of your musical journey and given 
that your mother was a gospel singer. Uh, I'm curious, what power does old gospel have on you, and what did you see it do to other people? Oh, old gospel means everything. It's the foundation for uh, for what I do, pretty much, and it's it's what I I grew up on listening to, and uh, I think that it's probably the foundation for a lot of uh, a lot of soul artists um, that I that I admire. Um, some of the best musicians come from the church, and uh, I think that's where you kind of just like hone your craft. And I was, I started out playing drums in church, so that was definitely um, how I started. And the fact that I'm you know here today is a testament to how you know those those sessions and those those revivals and whatever else you know um, how how much of a key part they played into uh, my uh, my evolution and, and just cultivating my skills, you know. So, uh, yeah, it, it played a huge part in my life and still does. I still listen to those records, to those albums. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a m- magical stuff. in. Yeah, man, it, it, it means so much, man. It's like whether you believe in, you know, the afterlife of God or whatever, it's just like the emotion that those songs carry, um, emotions of uh, emotions of hope. And, you know, everything are just phenomenal. They mean, they mean a lot. And, and speaking of, I've uh, heard about a, a lot of uh, uh, the influences that you've had in your life, like some um, artists like Al Green or Sly. But mm-hmm. I, I personally haven't heard very much uh, Lee Moses. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to go down that rabbit hole. And if you were to recommend anything to me that is done by Lee Moses, where should I start? I think you should start with uh with Bad Girl. Uh that's that was uh and he did a he did a couple co- covers too. He did a lot of covers actually. He did like a a Hey Joe cover, he did a cover of uh The Mamas and the Papas, California Dreaming. Um I think they re-released that record A Time and a Place uh on uh Light in the Attic Records. But it's, yeah, it's amazing amazing Atlanta artist who doesn't get his just due. I think he was also a session player too, a session guitar player. So that is yeah. a great artist. We've actually but the record got, is the record is called A Time and a Place. The one that time has and like Batgirl okay. and all that stuff. Uh, we've got Light in the Attic Records in in our radio station. They yeah, have a, a small record store yeah. in the gathering space, which also speaking of old gospel music, if anyone asks me like what word what what should I listen to? I recommend the Pastor T. L. Barrett album that Light in the Light in the Attic yeah. released as well, which is they do some great re-releases, man. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's amazing. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to visit the label um, some time ago pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Everything's pre-COVID. When I yeah. speak now, <laughs> yeah, and I was lucky to get a bunch of vinyl from them. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, they yeah, they're pretty. Some- Pretty excellent, yeah, uh, to great. say the least. <laughs> um, what what can you tell people that might not be familiar with uh, Sam Cohen and working with him? Sam Cohen is great. He's a he's also um, an artist as well, um, but his his uh, his technical ability is is phenomenal, and the records that I make, um, the last two in particular. Face Your Fear and um, this one, If Words Were Flowers, um, 
yeah, just just taking those songs to him and just having him take them to another level sonically was amazing. I met him through Danger Mouse, um, and I had no idea that Danger Mouse was bringing him in to work. I thought it was just going to be me and Danger in the studio just kind of plowing at it. He brought this other guy in. I was like, man, who is this guy? You know? <laughs> and immediately, you know, he just kind of just erased any, you know, um, apprehensions I had about working with him. So I was like, yeah, this is cool. So I wanted to continue the relationship and and through that, we become good friends and um, collaborators. We we both uh, have the similar tastes in, in music and tones and styles. So it just works really well. While at the same time, you know, he brings something completely different um, to the table um, and, and vice versa. So I, I think it, it works really well. Love it. Uh, you've been a part of some other projects. I was curious, whatever happened with your project Night Sun? That's still on the table. Cool. It's just like, you know, um, everyone involved with that, Danny Lee and from the Night Beats and Cole from Black Lips. And, you know, we're all, I think Black Lips are on tour right now in Europe and uh, Danny is as well just playing shows. We just kind of just have our schedules are just all over the place. Yeah, I can you know what I mean? And then just it's always something coming up like COVID again <laughs> that, that puts everything on the back burner. But we have enough material to uh, to put out at least the EP. Mm-hmm. But we have we have songs, you know, they just haven't been um, refined. But I think it's going to happen at some point. Cool. Uh, I would love to hear that. Uh, you appeared in the TV show Hap and Leonard. Is being in front of a camera or acting something you aspire to do more of? Yeah, for sure. It's fun. It's like it, it exercises a different muscle, you know, um, and it's fun to do. Uh, it allows me the space to be creative in another um, in another facet, another department. And I've always been a fan of film and uh, a lot of my friends are, are actors and they're doing really well. So um, I'm learning. I'm, I'm not a trained actor by any stretch of the word. I'm, I'm trained in life and I'm trained. <laughs> I'm trained in trying to provoke an emotion, so I'm learning. Uh, but it's fun, you know. Uh, at some point, I think I should probably take some classes. And, uh, but, but you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's fun, man. Well, speaking of film, uh, did I see somewhere, did you open for Lenny Kravitz where they filmed the movie Gladiator? I did. <laughs> what? You got to tell me about that. I, I was like, what? Because I, I saw on your Instagram a picture, uh, and given your description, I couldn't, I, I was like putting A and B together. I was like, did Curtis Harding open for Lenny Kravitz where they filmed The Gladiator? Where was that? Yeah, it was crazy. It was in Lyon. Um, and yeah, it was, you could still smell the lions and the, the bears. <laughs> <laughs> but it was beautiful, man. And just like, uh, when that place filled out and when we finished and then when Lenny finished and you heard the roar of the crowd, you could almost imagine what it was like to be in the middle of that arena. You know what I mean? So it was, it was, a, um, it was amazing, amazing, uh, moment in my life. And I look forward to playing a Coliseum again <laughs> at some point. I mean, wow. That's like a bucket list moment that you didn't even know was on your bucket list. Kind of. <laughs> I had no idea, man. We put up to it. I was like, man, just to see this, like how do, uh, how do human beings like create this in the time? Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it was amazing, man. It was an amazing experience. What's, uh, did you get to meet Lenny? And uh, Oh yeah. We, me and guy. Lenny, we we hung out, man. Cool. Uh, we were touring right around my birthday too. So he took me to a because he's the creative director for Don Perignon. He took 
took me to a Don Perry home party. Wow. And then, then we went to his house and we hung out in his house in, uh, in France. And that was, it was amazing. Yeah. I can't give too many details cause he was very adamant about no photos <laughs> and no. Sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming he's a, a good guy. He's a great That's guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, once yeah. again, Curtis, it's super nice meeting you, and thank you for all the years of all this fantastic music, and I'm, I'm certain there's going to be even more in the future. And speaking of in the future, we would love to physically have you in the KEXP live room when, whenever yeah. that is, uh, is possible. So, I love to be there, man. Yeah. As soon as we can make it happen, let's make it all happen. Right. We'd love that. So thank you once again, Curtis. And Thank you, Troy. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure talking yeah, to you. Yeah, pleasure uh, talking thank, to you. Thank you guys for playing the record. And um, I'm a fan of the show as well, man. So keep it pumping, man. We need thank that. Thank you, Curtis. You know? Thank you so much. We are celebrating this new record for sure. So there you go, everybody. That was Curtis Harding, live on KEXP at home. Take care. Peace. Discover new music at listenerpoweredkexp.org.